just hungry we're hungry hungry roses oh we are starving we are starving we are starving <laughs> there's a lot to this again okay unlike last week this was a pretty interesting episode i was pretty it had its moments of cringe but it also had its flashpoint comedy moments as well i just was um, stuck on the clothing is that weird <laughs> go on <laughs> Why the turtlenecks? I just have a real... I'm like, do they dress themselves? Are these their own clothes or are they picking out yeah. outfits in like a dressing... Listen, from what I understand, they are picking their own stuff. And if any of them are remotely familiar with the show, they know the turtleneck is the way to go. Plus, we're in Washington, a particularly cold Yeah, part of I get that. I get that. Um, so this is the one place the turtleneck fits, okay? Is it? <laughs> Lisa's face, she's not convinced. Okay, but that one guy was wearing like a Native American scarf. You don't have to. Uh, are we talking about Ken? Double, yeah, double denim, de- double denim. Double denim. Double Whoa, double okay, denim. Okay, this was one of my flashpoint. This was one of my flashpoint moments of comedy here because he, <laughs> in this moment, he's talking about how Brayden is just like the most annoying guy and he's always wearing these scarves and blah, blah, blah. And the producers are like, you're wearing a scarf. And without dropping a beat, double denim Ken, a.k.a. Sean, it's is cashmere. like, this is cashmere. And I, <laughs> when I tell you, <laughs> that I doubled over and I threw my wine. I just... He did not he, waste because... any time clarifying. <laughs> no, but just the look at him in his face of like, how very dare you? This yeah. is cashmere. I was like, oh my God. Excuse? I will, I will not have you speaking ill of my cashmere. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I died. I died. That moment really took me out. Um, anyway, before we get into the episode, though, fully, um, I did do a little bit of digging oh. this time, unlike previous times, uh, on Mr. Dave Neal. Um, I did not. I didn't not. Yikes. I didn't. Real, sorry. Ooh, I'm tired. Ooh. I'm like six shows into an eight show week and I'm a little, a little bit running on fubes. It's fine. Um, I did not realize that how hard that Nick, I guess, is coming for charity. And this kind Nick Violin. Mean, and this sort of seems because he has a tendency, I don't know. I uh, I do kind of agree that he has a tendency to go overtly hard on bachelorettes um oh my god lisa is hiding her face in her big sweater to try and hide the fact that she's eaten right now <laughs> listen i made girl it's okay the wise ah! choice of pulling me polite a stalk of celery from the refrigerator because ah uh, <laughs> no listen girl i'm not i'm not hating i have to I, eat I a vegetable first <laughs> To slow Please down my blood sugar spiking. This is what happens when you're old. Right. And the only vegetable I yep. could grab was a celery. And it's the loudest <laughs> vegetable on the planet. Listen, it's okay. It's okay, girl. I <laughs> Here I was thinking you were reacting to what I was saying. I'm like, oh, no, no. She eating something right now. Celery ASMR for you, listeners. You're welcome. You're why welcome. is he such a chauvinist? Um, why is why does he go so Nick, hard yeah, for Bachelorette? I, 
Listen, I mean, he goes hard for everyone in different ways, right? Like, I think kind of his shtick is having polarizing opinions um, and just being like, I'm right. And it's like, okay. And like, sometimes I agree with him. And then a lot of times I don't. And I kind of have stopped watching him because it's hard for me sometimes because I'm like, I feel like you're missing something. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he kind of was going for charity, like calling her a recovering pick me girl, um, which I did not like, um, saying that she's an F boy magnet, which I did not like, um, I don't know, just not being very kind, not being very kind and courteous. And she kind of fought back a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, both her and her brother, I think kind of fought back a little bit, um, but Charity said, if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I can pull this up. Pull it up, girl. Maybe it's time we stop getting uh, dating advice from unqualified personalities who like bashing women for the sake of you. Ooh. Spicy. Spicy. Spicy, spicy. spicy makes sin. You know, just like, that's like one thing. But I mean, because he kind of keeps coming for her and I think she kind of keeps responding and it's just like, um, and it's not cute. It's not cute. And I personally, I feel like Nick does this because when he was a contestant, he got done so badly. You know, I think that was Caitlin Bristow's season or even the season before that or after that. I can't remember because he was on it twice. Right. Um, and I don't know if he's ever actually really properly unpacked all of that trauma. And I think this it's moments like this where it comes out where he lashes out at these women that he does not know. Um, and it's coming. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's a like, bad look. I don't know anything. I'm not. It's just not cute. And it's like, and it just feels like you're doing it to purposefully inflict pain on someone because once upon a time, pain was inflicted upon hurt you. And I don't people, like it. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people. Ooh, yeah. Say did you again. watch that Arrested Development? Oh, yeah, I did. All the time. You kidding? I love that show. Oh, gosh. When she says, hurt people hurt people. I like that. <laughs> I love that show so much. Oh my gosh, I love the mom so much. Yep. Here's $10. Um, Go watch a Star War. <laughs> I don't understand the question. I won't respond to it. Yeah. <laughs> How much could a banana possibly cost? $10? Oh, oh, Lucille. Rip, I love that actress. I believe she passed away recently. Um, anyway, um, otherwise, I think Hannah B is launching a podcast. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Okay, The Golden Bachelor. Oh, my God. Lisa, oh. they announced The Golden Bachelor literally right after we recorded last week. He is the most wholesome old man. He's 76, I think. Um, 76? He lasts, he, I think he's old. He went on the... Um, Happy hour with uh, grocery store Joe and Serene, or Serena, sorry. And um, he did an interview, and it's the cutest thing. He last dated in 1960. Stop 1960. it. 1960. Yeah. Oh, was his he married wife, and his wife died? Yeah. So he, yeah, his late wife, I can't remember how long they were married, but it was like she retired and almost died pretty much instantly after she retired. And he still had like all this life left to live. He's got grandkids now. Um, he actually was asked to be the Golden Bachelor back in 2020. And then obviously Whoa. got derailed because of the panorama. Uh-huh. And they kept coming to him after <laughs> the panorama. That. The panorama, the panini, the pizzazz, <laughs> the pandemic. The um, but they kept coming to him after that, trying to get him to do it. So clearly they had heard us. They heard Bachelor Nation when they were like, give us the senior bachelor. And he kept being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then finally he agreed to do it. And they were like, oh, it's ha it's like Michael Scott in the office. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> he said, yes, it's happening. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> He's um, so handsome. He he is. And Lisa, you are going to love this man. <laughs> because they asked him, they were like, what do you do? I can't even say this. I didn't write it down verbatim, but they were like, what do you do when you, when you get nervous? And you know what he said without dropping a beat? What? He's like, well, when I find, when I get through my peanut M&Ms, I start picking up something else. He's like a nervous snacker. <laughs> I 
died. I was like, oh my god. I love him. I'll send you the link. I ten out of ten recommend giving that interview a listen, y'all, because he just sounds so cute, so wholesome. But I'm also terrified because I do have this horrific, like, feeling in my gut that this is going to just turn into an episode of Desperate Housewives with old ladies that are like catty and awful and mean and nasty and gnarly. And I'm like, oh, please, no, please, no, please, no. But then at the same time, if they're not all like that and they're nice, then it makes it even harder. And I'm just like, oh, God, like, I feel like this is going to be really a difficult watch just because I really hope this goes well. I know this could be so traumatizing and. It could, because like old people are precious, you know, and you just, you, you want to take care of them. And I just, it makes me nervous for him. It makes me nervous for the contestants. I'm just nervous all the way around, you know, I'm like, Ugh. but he seems like really good people. So I hope it goes well. <laughs> I'm really nervous. I'm trying to see what else I, uh, oh, oh my match. gosh. He has, he has, um, a picture. It's like the only picture he has left. Cause he, I think he took down all the others. He has one picture of his late wife in his closet and he has conversations with her every day. I'm like, Oh, get out of here. Kill me. Cause he was asked like, do you think she would like that you're doing this? And he's like, yeah, I think she would approve. And blah. Oh my God. It was just so cute. So his name was Gary and we're just, Gary! we're very excited. Gary. We're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're very nervous, but we're very excited. I also go through peanut M&M's. I know. That's why I, t- I was like, Lisa's going to die when she hears this. Um, and then other than that, though, I mean, Sierra's still coming for Michael. And I'm like, girl, you got to let the... You don't remember this. Sierra and Michael were a brief couple on Bachelor in Paradise. And it did not go well. And... Um, She's still coming for him. And I'm like, girl, you got to move on. And I didn't, haven't even watched those videos because I was like, I Michael just don't Aioli? have the energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I just don't have the energy to care. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch later. But those seemed the most pressing to me. So that is the news. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So let's get into this episode. It was a one-on-one group date one-on-one. That was the formula and they're in Washington. It is my dream place because it is green. It is cold. It is overcast. I'm like, can I yes, just um, live there forever? Um, and they're in like a, oh my God, this, this took me out. This took me out. Jesse Palmer <laughs> coming in saying that this, I can't, that this area allegedly has the most Sasquatch <laughs> sightings. <laughs> Jeez. And his lower third says Sasquatch enthusiast. I was like, get out of here with that. Get out. But Dotton gets the first one-on-one, which was very cute. Um, but then it turns real. Precious. Not- I know. I know. He's, I listen. I feel like he's definitely going to the end. I feel like. He is assuredly getting very, very far in this. Um, But he, it was very cute until it got very not cute because they, I can't believe that I can't, I shouldn't have been surprised. Shouldn't have been surprised, Lisa. And yet I was. Um, Their group date activity for the daytime portion is being hurled off the side of a bridge, bungee jumping. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, you will not catch me doing that. I will watch people Mm -hmm. doing that, but you will not, I will not be partaking in that. And Charity is like really going through the gigs. She is like (laughs) full panic. She's like crying kind of, but like trying not to cry, but she's like, she's crying. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the rock and Jumanji. Don't cry. 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 Yeah. And like, and Dotton is so freaked out that he's like, my biggest heights is fears. And the producers are like, you mean your biggest fear is heights? (laughs) My biggest heights is fears. He's like, no way. (laughs) Did I say it backwards? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but listen, they, they do it. They get strapped up. They, um. They Dotton, do it. Again, very calming presence. Even though heights are his biggest fear, like, he was very calm. He was hanging on to her. He's like, okay, let's do this. And it was just, it was actually really pleasant to see because, like, you could see how her energy was kind of, like, 
coming out like uh, do you know what I'm trying to say just like yeah and, and he and he was just a very calming presence and I thought that was very very nice to see so much so that they do it twice like maybe they were twice. just supposed to do it one time they did it twice in a row and I was like wow yeah, I was impressed wow. I was very impressed by um, that and then we get to the evening and they're making s'mores. It's very cute. Again, he's just like such a words of affirmations man, but it's coming from a genuine place. It's not like bachelor speak. You know what I mean? Like right. Aaron B, I would say, is kind of like the king of bachelor speak, whereas Dotton, it's like he's really feeling the things that he's saying. And she's receiving it and she's loving it. And it's, I don't know, it's just refreshing to see I don't know if this will make sense. It's refreshing for me to watch someone thrust words like that upon another person and they actually receive them. Like, instead of, like, being able to tell that she's just not that into him, but she's letting him go on and on, right? It's like she was actually taking in what he was saying and appreciating it. Yeah. I don't know. It warmed the cockles of my soul. I was like, oh, that's very nice. Um did you have any other... Yeah, tell me what your thoughts were, generally speaking. It just bothers date. me. Well, I'm going back to Nick Vile. It bothers me that yeah. he... <laughs> I don't know. It, it I, Like, I was actually just thinking about... Um, <clears throat> like, working in the arts. Like, sometimes yeah. you have directors or conductors or whatever who, like, they can smell the people that have fear and they just go after yeah. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. like so icky to watch and mm-hmm. experience firsthand. Yeah, and I feel uh-huh. like he's like doing that with charity. It's like she's clearly a vulnerable, like tender-hearted person, and it's like, mm-hmm. why would you? Well, he it's go for like someone he's... like that. Yeah, it's like he's mm-hmm. kind of using. And here, to be here, to be fair, right? Like these are just the general vibes that I'm getting from his coverage of this so far. I haven't actually watched his coverage because I've been so busy. Um, so I'm, I really, I just got the spark notes very briefly from watching a couple of Dave Neal episodes. So to be right. completely frank, right? So it's like maybe I need yeah. to do a deep dive and like actually get into it, and that's on me, and that's my bad. Um, but another point that Neal you know brought up like that or maybe it was reality steve and neil was just talking about it that he's kind of using charity's job against her like holding it against her because he because she's some kind of like therapist or family what is it do you remember like um she does like children work with children doesn't she Right, and he's like, and I would have thought that someone whose job that is is like would handle things differently, and blah blah blah, and like like validate Braden more. Like he's very team Braden, which I can kind of get because Why? Nick is all for because Nick is all for breaking that fourth wall and recognizing on the show how insane the show is. Which, to be fair, we'll get into it. That's a lot of what's going on with Braden in this episode, um, and he and Braden. As much as he drives me crazy is making valid points. And so for that, I get why Nick is sort of doing that. But it's still gross behavior to like to yeah. let, to attack someone like that. It gets not cute. I fully agree with you that it's like it's off putting because it's like, why do you feel the need to tear someone down when they're already generally speaking from what we know of them, a vulnerable person? Like, what is the point? In right. That? Right. And it's like, I know I get you have a show. I get you have content you have to make, but it just feels like you could be doing it in a healthier way. That's not tearing somebody down. You know, right? Um, I don't know. Sorry, but continue with your thoughts. I didn't mean to hijack. No, you. so it was refreshing to watch her with Dot and just mm-hmm. have really lovely conversation that mm-hmm. was like, I don't know. You could tell that they would probably be a really good match. You know, I think like so. He I think so. Is very verbally validating. You know, she. Mm-hmm. That's her love language, you know, mm-hmm. and he just seems to be a really genuine, kind guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so um, I thought it was lovely. Because here's the thing. It's like I almost feel like Dotton doesn't realize how hot he is, which makes him even more attractive. He's got ugly duckling energy. Is that what you're saying? Oh, be- yes, I think so, because I think he thinks Charity's out of his league, you know, and that's part of why maybe in my opinion he's like giving her these words in earnest because he's like he doesn't want to lose that he doesn't want to lose yeah. her because he feels yeah. like boo boo you are hot like okay did you love 
I mean, take a shot every time, although we haven't had it very often this season so far, that a random hot tub appears in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> because we get one of those moments, and then, you know, we see Dot without a shirt on, and I was not disappointed by what ah! I saw. I'm just saying. I'm just oh my saying. Um, but it was just... It was just like a really, it almost felt like a normal date. Like, find the jump, bungee jumping aside, but yeah. like, there wasn't like crazy fake dinner. There wasn't like a lavish fake, like, high ceilinged yeah. setup for dinner. They were just like in casual clothes and they were just having real conversations. They had s'mores, for God's sake, that they were actually allowed to eat, Aww. you know? And it was just like a cute, intimate moment. And I really appreciated it. So I really, really enjoyed... He gonna be around. This man not going anywhere. He gonna, yeah. he gonna make it to the end. And I am not... There's somebody else who, in this episode, they gave away some... Spoilers that he about to make it to the end. I won't say his name yet. We'll get there. I want to I wanna hear what your thoughts are on that. Um, but so that's that date and it was, it was lovely. But while this is all going on, <laughs> we get flashes here and there to Brayden and the house environment. And specifically we get a moment where Brayden and Xavier, I'm pretty sure it was Xavier are outside and they keep like looking behind their shoulders because they like, they don't want to be overheard and they're far away from the lodge. They're like, Oh, they can't hear us. Yeah. I'm like, are you stupid? Brayden. Brayden. I know. Oh my God, I almost knocked over my, my microphone. Well, oh dear they God, have Brayden! Mics you, look on. at what you did. They have mics. They have mics on. on. I'm like these people. These people are <laughs> the masters of picking up audio. If you got a mic on, like, hello, have you seen BIP? There'd be people fumbling their mics, trying to cover up what they're saying. No, 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 no. They gonna hear you. That is where all their money is. Is those microphones, sir? You are so dumb. Sorry. And he, again, he's saying, he's breaking that fourth wall and he's saying things like, I wish she would just stop being on and being the bachelorette for a second and just be off with me, which is, you know, <laughs> I kind of get it <laughs> as much as yeah. I hate to admit that because you kind of do see it later on during the cocktail party, which we'll get to Um momentarily where like you see her get really mad you know in front of all the dudes and then she takes him aside and she's still mad but she's trying to actually hear him out and so in yeah. that moment I get why that's confusing and why he might be like which is it are you the bachelorette or are you Charity Lawson like talk to me like what's going on but at the same time you know what you signed up for this is the show this is the name this is the game like well, this is what this that. is she multiple times yeah so, but you hear him say things like that. You hear him just being like, everyone's talking about how strong their connections are. And like, do any of them know her favorite color? Ask me what it is. It's blue. Like I, okay. he's just, he's so young. He says it later when he leaves, spoiler alert, he leaves, <laughs> that like he just opened his mouth too much. And I agree. If he had just kept his ding dang mouth shut, I think he would have probably, probably made it very far in this process. Yeah. Um, but he's just, he's really just going rogue. He's fighting the, um, how you say, he's fighting the roadblock, not the roadblocks, the, <laughs> the formula of the show. He's fighting it every step of the way because he's like, all these guys are talking about how they're ready to get married right now and blah, blah, blah. And that's just weird and unrealistic to me. And I'm like, I mean, yes. <laughs> 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 this like, is I, the show, ugh. you weirdo. I know. Yeah, this is the show. This is the show. And if you're going to decide to do it, then you like commit full Monty. Like you fully commit right. to what the, you know. So that's what he's missing. It's like you can't hold this against her or all the men in the house because everyone collectively agreed to this. So you also need to agree to that. Like, ugh. anyway, so we have the group date. The following day, which sent me to high heaven because it's all these dudes with Girl Scouts, basically. These three Girl Scouts. Oh, my gosh. The spiciest oh. Girl Scouts. Yeah, the spiciest, like, oh, man, I, I was living. And they give them challenges. Like, they all go into the woods and they give them challenges, like, find food for us. Like, and, you know, they do. But, again, Brayden just being a ding-dang weirdo is, like, 
eating stuff. He's like actually eating stuff that he's finding. And I'm like, sir, your bowels are not going to be pleased with you later. You better stop that. Like, oh my gosh. And he's like, all these men be wearing sweaters and saying, I'm going to be cold. Just you watch. I'm, I'm just going to keep what did he say? Like, my masculinity is just going to keep unbuttoning a button every time you see me. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's just uh, he unravels in this episode. Yeah. And I just it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch for me. Oh. Um, and they're asking questions like, who would you eat to survive? And they all vote Brayden off the island collectively. Every man votes off Brayden. And you're like, oh, OK. And even Charity is like, oh, OK. Um <laughs> And then, like, what does your life look like with charity after this? And Aaron B. is like, I'm going to get down on one knee. You know, people are saying, like, all kinds of mushy-gushy stuff. And Brayden's like, I just want to be content with her. Which, again, valid. But also, like, they the way they frame it, it's like, derp, derp, derp. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, and then... Sorry, this was one of my hot moments of comedy here. There was a moment where all three of the Girl Scouts were together in an ITM. And the one in the middle, she's like, we're not demons. And the one on the far right is like, oh, my God. Took me out. Took me right out. I loved that girl. I was like, how did they choose these kids? I lived. I laughed. I loved. I didn't care. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um... (laughs) And by the end of the group day, they pick, like, who gets to give extra time with charity and kiss by the kissing tree, the most romantic place, blah, blah, blah. It's just a tree. Whatever. Um, And Aaron B. gets it, which kind of annoyed me because I'm like, I don't dislike Aaron B., but he just... I just want to shake him a little bit sometimes and be like, can you tell us what you're actually thinking and not give us a word-for-word... A dictionary recounting of the show vocabulary, please. That yeah. Would be great. Um, but so they get a moment by the tree and they get to schmooch. Yay, whatever. Um, would have loved that if Joey had gotten that, but that's fine. Whatever, Hawaiian man. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, and then we get to the cocktail party where everything kind of explodes. Um, sorry if I kind of fast forwarded through that, but I don't no. know if there was really anything that needed to be said. Um, but yeah, the cocktail party is where everything explodes because again, the guys are kind of coming for Brayden being like, you're not ready for marriage and blah, 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 blah. And Brayden fully is like, listen, like everything you brought to her attention last week was stuff I brought to her attention already. She already knew that. And I was like, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I feel like this was me. The majority of this episode with Brayden. I was just like, yeah, I guess you're making a point here. I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't like it. I did not enjoy it. But like all the guys, again, just like collectively coming for him. And Charity walks in on this and she pulls him aside. You know, how would you describe this conversation between Brain and Charity? Like, I can't even. I like don't even know what to say about this. It's a, It bothered me that he was a little combative. Yeah. You know, like I was like, no, no, not cute. (sighs) And And I understand that he's frustrated, but mm -hmm. he's doing like weird male gorilla energy, you know, and it's like it she I'm I'm grateful. She's you know, she's like, you signed up for this show. I'm glad that she had the wherewithal to be like, yeah. I know that you're making points, but also this is how this show goes, and you willingly signed up for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And she, I think, like what was really just missing on him is because like they would have really good moments when they were alone, and then as soon as the other boys came into the picture, he like spiraled all the way back down the staircase where she was at the top of the staircase. And by that, I mean like she had been doing so much validating, trying to tell him without telling him, you're going to make it very far. You just have to hang on. You're going to make it this probably to the end, but I need you to just keep it together until then. And he was not getting that memo. He was not receiving that memo. And she was not receiving it. No. And she basically told the cameras that in her ITMs. And which was, again, shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that she really felt that close to him. Um, I mean, if she did, she did. And that's, that's fine and well. But, like, yeah. So it was just, it, I think that's where the major disconnect was, is that he could not cope with everything around him 
knowing how secure that relation or you know allegedly how secure they felt in their relationship yeah um like it wasn't enough because he would just like fall all the way down the staircase again every single time and she was just tired of it right at that point yeah and I didn't yeah I didn't like that he was belittling um or is that the word I'm looking for just like making trying to make her feel bad for you know doing what the show says you're supposed to do I don't know it, it mm. yeah it was an it was not a it was not a great energy no no and then he dumps her basically he's like i don't want to be here anymore whatever um and she's like okay and she walks him out and all the boys are really happy about it blah 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 um and that's that's basically that and then i think joey got the group date rose i'm pretty sure yeah you're right which made me happy um and they had a cute moment too you know so it's like fine finally brayden's gone but in the car he's saying something about how he doesn't think it's over and i'm like sir it's done like get just leave like what do you mean so it's like i knew he was gonna come back and i was annoyed by that because i was like what else is there to say here like no Please don't come back, even though we knew he's going to. Um, any other thoughts before we go on to Xavier? Uh, I just get sick <laughs> of this overt masculine energy that just mm-hmm. is claustrophobic to me. Where it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. when they follow, oh, sorry, never mind. This is later. But I just, I don't know. I don't, the anger that energy is an immediate yeah. turn off to me. And and because of the promo, it's very hypocritical in this instance. Because um, I think I know what you're talking about. So well, let's just briefly talk about it now. There's another cocktail party before the rose ceremony and Brayden comes back. And he comes, it's like for no reason really. He pulls Charity in the middle of her time with the data scientist, John. I was so upset about this. Um, ugh. And... <laughs> just to basically said he didn't like how they left things but like nothing gets resolved really from that either yeah is is he trying to come back like what is happening here i don't understand um but but nothing result like nothing happened um and he i don't think she walks him out i think he walks out himself but then the boys like follow him right is that what you're talking about with the crazy yes. toxic masculinity they yes. follow him out they're yelling at him they're berating him even john is like you interrupted my time and blah 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 and i'm like john keep your party together how much alcohol have you had mind your like <laughs> worry about yourself get out of there and like they're all just like yelling at him he's like on a party bus it doesn't really make much sense and i just don't understand is that yeah tell me what your thoughts were on that i did not like it, it yeah it just was like what was the point of him he did not just come to apologize. He was using no. that as an excuse to talk to her, to get back in, weasel his way back into a conversation. And she's like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. was really satisfying was put- to yeah, watch. She was not picking up what he was putting down. And she looked phenomenal, right? Like, she looked amazing. Um and I don't, and yeah, he, I just don't understand what his goal was. Like, I don't know if he wanted to get back into the show. Like, it just didn't make right. sense to me. It was right. weird. And it felt it very weird. producer pushy. Like, they yeah, were, it's it okay, go talk to her, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't yield a result, which annoyed me. No um, result. Which actually was great to me because yeah. so often they come back in and they take them back, you know. Mm-hmm. But she was yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for apologizing. Bye. Yeah. And, but they follow, they all, he just took his little turtleneck out there to follow him onto that weird party bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that party bus about? I don't know. And it no was just idea. like them yelling bruh back and forth to each other and yelling, you're not a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. what is this supposed to be accomplishing? This is so <sighs> uncomfortable and icky to watch. Right. And I mean, but again, then they're all just coming for him 
because he doesn't want to get married. He doesn't want to like this, this and this and this at the end. But then we get to the promo and I just got really mad because I was like, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. But we'll get there. Let's talk about Xavier first because he's important. Um, he gets the second one on one and it's very cute. They go to like a fruit festival. Um, <laughs> the sweater that Xavier was wearing, I was like, did he knit that sweater? Like someone brought that okay, up on, that's t- my on the kind Twitter. Of date. And I was like, did he? I know. Fully. Oh, I hope like he it did. was the most wonderful, precious thing I've ever seen. You know, and a like and fruit even like her festival. I know, I know. Although they did pick different fruit. I think she picked what was it, blueberries, and he picked pineapple or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> when asked what their favorite fruits was um and then they ate like a pepper jack a pepper jelly oh yeah they just were trying everything yeah they were it was just it was really cute and wholesome he was very cute and wholesome but then we get something from her that shocked me because i was like what um and that is that xavier reminded her a lot of her ex that cheated on her i think is what she was trying to imply and Mm. she was scared because she was like i am getting some red flags here and i'm like he is doing nothing but being per- what, what he's but, doing you know, nothing except look like wait did she say that he looked like or like his his personality reminded her? i think i think she was talking personality i think she was talking personality and like i don't know her Mm-mm. ex obviously like i don't know that situation so like maybe maybe they are very similar i don't know but like um, and I thought he was being very quiet and reserved too, right? It wasn't like he was being overtly like Aaron B can be with his words. Like it was just like a very genuine, quiet, um, sponge energy coming from him. It was just like so yeah. up and oh, because he, I guess he kept being like, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so that. And she's like, I don't want someone to be with me just because I'm beautiful and this and that, etc. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, yeah, but maybe he just like doesn't know. Maybe he's also just not good with his words and like is just trying to pay you compliments and doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Swan Princess when, <laughs> when the prince is like, you're beautiful. And she's like, but what else? And he's like, what else is there? Oh. How to offend a woman in five words or less. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And maybe he's just, I mean, not that that's his energy. That's not his energy. But, like, maybe he's just, you know, not very a wordy individual, right? I don't know. Like, Dotton is very wordy, but, like, intentional and genuine with his, with his words. And maybe Xavier's brain just doesn't work that way. I don't know. Um, but then we get to the night portion. And, again, the dress she's wearing, I'm like, did he knit that dress? It was the Did most beautiful that dress. <laughs> it was the most beautiful white like evening gown knitted dress I've ever seen. I was like, "Oh my god, did he is she, mm? <laughs> He is just gifting and gifting." Oh, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know his his knitting abilities, but um incredible. But it was a really good conversation because he was very purposeful. He's like, I'm sorry that you went through that when talking about the cheating. He's like, I'm sorry you went through that. Like, I, but I'm, I'm super loyal, right? Like, and he explained his family dynamic, how his mom is. Was it multiple sclerosis? Something she has. I think he said MS. Yeah, MS. Thank you. Something that like his father is basically her primary caretaker, which is multiple like, sclerosis. Thank Let me you. Just yeah, validate yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I just couldn't remember. I knew it was like a a big long word. I just couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um. You know, and he's talking about how, like, this is why I went into my field of work for this reason, because, you know, I want to be able to do that for my wife, you know, like take care of her and blah, blah, blah. Like just validating that she doesn't have, or sorry, because like he does, he didn't know what her fears were. He had no idea that she was feeling the way she was feeling, but he was able to um, assuage her fears. Is that the right word? Yeah. Right. Thank you. Like without even knowing what they were, really, he was able to just like be himself and prove to her that he is not her ex. Right. Which was good for her. Um, And, you know, by the end of it, they're smooching. He gets the rose. And again, I think Xavier is going to be around for a bit. I think Xavier is going to be around for a bit. Um, tell, did you have any other thoughts about that whole situation? He's kind of interesting. He's kind of sneaky, Xavier, because he's not like Aaron. He's like. Yeah, he's like very vocal because it was him with um, Brayden in that one scene where they're like walking further away. It was. So he's kind of like the the neutral 
like friends with everyone, kind of sneaky mm-hmm. underground, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and I wonder watching it back how Charity feels knowing it was Xavier that was talking to Brayden like that or about that. I know. Stuff, right? It's like, mm. so I don't think he's snaky, but I think he's good intentioned. Um, sure. And I, th- and I think he, I don't know. I don't get snake vibes off of him, like, which is why I was very surprised that she was feeling that way. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know long, long term if they're a match, but I want to give him a chance. I don't know. Um, right. But it was, it was, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts you have? I, no, I think you've covered it. <laughs> Excellent Huzzle. work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, but basically we get to the rose ceremony and, <laughs> oh my God, let me pull up this article. Count me in, count me in, Lisa. We bid a fond farewell adieu to Michael, who I forgot was there, John, Caleb B. Cowboy Man, and Brayden. Re-up. I mean, Brayden was already gone, but they, they count okay, him as part of the... Our sweet little wrestling cowboy. Oh my gosh. He had a very tender moment. He did. I was shocked. Did he face it? He was, and I think he like he was falling for her. And I'm like, how did that happen? We saw zero interaction between you two. How did that happen? I know. I don't understand, but it's okay. We will see him on the beaches of paradise. It'll be just fine. But John too. John. Okay. Here's the thing. I listen. Listen. You know I love John. You know I love him. I love him. I have a feeling. Because there was a moment where she took Tanner out on a walk and they had a little smooch fest. I'm thinking that maybe Tanner's the better kisser for her versus John. Because she was smooching with John. Because, again, I feel like we've had zero interaction that we've seen between Tanner and Charity. You know, and maybe they're like just starting to have interactions. She's had interactions with John early on and then it fizzled out. And then it fizzled out. Yeah. And so every time John is with her, because, or at least my opinion, every time he was with her, it was like smoke coming out through, like trying to get smoke with spare hands. I always make that Harry Potter reference. I'm sorry. (laughs) Smoke coming out. Anyway. Trying to get that smoke with bare hands. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the exact line, but you get what I'm trying to say. Every time he's felt like he's had to make up ground and he does it in a very panicky way. And he's like, let me just kiss her. Let me just kiss her. And like. Maybe that energy was just not the right energy. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think maybe things fizzled with John, unfortunately. But Tanner is a really good kisser, and that's why she kept him around. Because Tanner liked well, the cowboy. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But he cute. Like, I'm not mad because Tanner is young. More, way more so than Double Denim Ken. Get oh, him out boy. of there. Why does why is she keeping double denim? Can I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. Get I it. don't know. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, that that was. I, I felt bad for Caleb. This is always kind of like a theme. It's like these men who are freaking out about getting time at these mm-hmm. things, like you know, these after parties. I feel mm-hmm. like they're always the men that are clearly not. Like, they can sense that they're not on the front runner, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. think that if they get five minutes, they could mm-hmm. fix it all. But in reality, those five minutes don't matter at all. There's nope, nothing correct. they can do in those five nope. minutes. She's going to mm-hmm. kick you off anyway. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. 100%. 100%. And then we get to this promo, and then I just kind of got mad. Because the general theme in this episode is, you know, in my opinion, um, that all these men are here for the air quote, right reasons of wanting to get engaged to her at the end of this. Right. And in the promo, we just see shot after shot after shot of people like Aaron B. And I think Ken, if I'm not mistaken, I think all of them have a moment of like, I don't know if I can get married at the end of this. Yes. Are you kidding me? I that that floored me. I could not believe it. Or or gosh, even a moment we know that um, Joey, aka Hawaiian Shirtman, 
is going to be at Hometowns because is that yes. who you're talking about? Because yes. his father is like, are you sure you know the real Joey? And I was like, what? Well, yeah, doesn't he say it? He's like, how sure are you that you're getting the real Joey? And it's like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So these yeah. men so that was are jarring. just using strategery to just get through the process. Which is scary. Which is terrifying. And you're like, please no. Please no. And I can't remember if Dotton had a moment like that as well. I feel like Dotton had a moment, but it was not as jarring to me as Aaron B. Like, that made me upset. That Aaron B, yeah. Mr. Right Reasons, Mr. I'm going to protect her, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. And to be fair, fine. You don't know how you're going to handle it until you're in the situ- until you're in it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But for all of them to collectively turn on Brayden as piranhas for not being sure when like in, in the at the end, it looks like none of them are. I'm like, yeah, right. you lost me. Y'all have lost me. You've lost the plot and you've lost me. I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or to do a really jarring movie reference here <laughs> from Sense and Sensibility. She couldn't be more lost to you than she is right now. Like, y'all ah! are lost to me. You're lost to me. <laughs> Especially Aaron B. I'm like, get out of here. Leave me. Get. Mm, no. no. <sighs> so this that makes show, me though, I know. it kills me because. I know. It does. Kills me dead. It, it, like, if we're following the rules, it's heartbreaking. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, how dare mm-hmm. you? How dare you come on this show and you tell mm-hmm. her you are here for the right reasons and that you are ready to get down on one knee with a giant <laughs> ring that you didn't pay for. <laughs> and then you get halfway through and you're like, wait, I've had one date with her. Am I sure I want to yeah. just completely mm-hmm. cleave unto her for the rest of my <laughs> life? Cleave. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm using biblical terms. Um, no, I love it. I love it. It's great. But honestly, it's kind of terrifying. It's basically... Oh, I know. We're basically yeah. watching Indian Matchmaker. I know. I know. Where you meet, I know. <sighs> like, a small handful of times, and you're like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But So it's just, it's like... The reality part of your brain is like, this is so dumb. And then the other part yep. of your brain that wants this to be a real viable way to find a husband is like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you get out of here. You we hate you. You are dead of- to us. <laughs> my my two wolves you're are making, fighting you're with making each other every time points. I watch this show. You're, yeah. Listen, no, listen. You're making valid points. I just... If oh, you're gonna commit, it's... if you're gonna commit to that, being the Mr. Right Reasons guy, being the I am ready for this, then come hell or high water, you've made your bed. You gotta lie in it. You cannot flip flop to the other way because then you're just a hypocrite <laughs> and we can't trust your word, right? Right. Like, but I get what you're saying. It's very. Uh, it's like how dare you versus the reality of the situation. I'm sure it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Ugh. it just I don't know Lisa I'm scared now like after watching that promo I, like it shook me far more than I anticipated I was like okay here we go promo and then by the end of it I was like oh no oh like, my oh and then charity trouble. falls for two people I think charity's gonna fall for multiple people that's another part right of this here like, in uh-oh. River City yeah well Ugh. the fact that I mean she doesn't just say two she Music says man. multiple where I'm yeah. like Multiple, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she and has then, that scene yeah. where she's like, you're not supposed to say goodbye to people you love. It's yeah. like, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 So I'm scared all the way around. Um, and again, I feel this is going to turn into a scenario where it's like you live long enough to become the villain, whatever that Batman quote that I always quote wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> like... like uh, gosh like zach became a villain for very different reasons that were very scary for you know specific reasons yeah and i'm scared that charity uh, i don't know i mean obviously we're gonna we'll see like we're just kind of spitballing here like who do you think now after watching all this who do you think is winning who do you like who you have in your winner's circle uh well how large is my winner circle like the last two or the last three yeah let's do that let's do that your two your top two people 
I can see Dotton being a top two. Mm-hmm. Um, oof, this is tricky still. I myself am down to three. Like, I think Dotton is number one, and then I'm waffling between two others for my number two slot. Go on. Xavier? <laughs> yep. And Joey? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say, too. That's where I'm at. Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. that. Because I think Aaron B is going to send himself home. So I'm not even like keeping him in the equation anymore because I don't really think he's actually. Oh, you think he's going to send himself home? Well, because that's what it looks like in the promo where he's like, I don't think I can do this at the end of this or something. Like, I don't think I can get engaged at the end of this or something like that. So I have a feeling. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong. But my top three right now are Daunton, Joey, and Xavier. But Xavier, I don't know. Like, Xavier, this is why I'm waffling, because I'm like, Xavier's only a recent solidification, whereas Joey's kind of been pretty consistently solidified. Yeah. Um, And the fizzle is still, or not fizzle, sorry, the sizzle is still between between them with Joey and Charity versus how John it went away. Um, So I don't know, man, but it's going to be rough. My heart's not ready. She's scared. Yikes. My heart is scared now. I'm like, Ugh. we're coming to we're coming to the edge of the stairs, Evena. We're coming to the edge no, of I don't the want stairs. To. No. I've been so happy not falling down a flight of stairs. I've just been at the top of the staircase, being like, oh look at that staircase, sipping on my margarita, like, oh look at that, she cute. What a cute staircase. That staircase my, is just getting my, longer and longer. Uh, my eyebrows have been attached to me this whole season. It's been really nice. And I feel like it's all about to go it's to crap. It's all <laughs> about like, ah! to explode. Yeah, we're imploding. <sighs> Perfect. Excellent. Awesome. Um, so that's it. That was the episode. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, y'all know what I'm going to say. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Um, follow us on Instagram. I know I haven't been active there, and I apologize. I promise... It is my goal this week to try and make some kind of postage on that, on that, I was going to say website. Gosh, how old am I? <laughs> on that account, on Instagram. On my website. At Hungry, <laughs> at Hungry Roses Pod, that is on Instagram. Send us an email, hungryrosespod at gmail.com. We'd love, love, love to hear from you if you have any um, thoughts about the season, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and last but not least, give us a follow uh, wherever you listen, if it's possible. Subscribe, download. I guess downloads are kind of important, and I didn't realize that. Um, but we're everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, Stitcher, Amazon, Podbean is where we host off of. Um, but Apple Music and Spotify, we're there too. So, you know, especially on Apple, leave us a review. Give us the five stars. It really, 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 really does help. So, y'all, till next time. Stay hungry. And stay spicy. If someone comes in and they're like, I'm just here to apologize. It's okay to be like, okay, bye. Thanks for apologizing. Or even just like those little little Girl Scouts, you know? Like, just keeping it, keeping it straight. Just keeping it a hundred. Be a spicy Girl Scout when it does. Be a spicy Girl Scout. Stay hungry Perfect. and stay a spicy Girl Scout. <laughs> Perfect. Eat those yes. tagalongs. <laughs> Eat those thin mints. <laughs>